Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. I want to thank my sponsors, Top Spinini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins & Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So here's an episode for your listening enjoyment. Before I get to the rest of the interview with Jade, I think loyal listeners know this is the third part of one session with Jade. And immediately after we got done, the next day, I think, Jade emailed me and said, hey, I forgot a bunch of stuff and and, uh, many more questions I wanted to ask you. We ran out of time. And then I talked to Rich Klein. I always enjoy doing episodes with Rich. So I think what we'll do is we'll have another opportunity for some more of Jade's questions, some of which might be to me, some Rich may be able to chime in. So we may get a little bit of a three, three-headed three monster going with Jade and Rich and myself. It won't all be about ComC, but ComC is a, a part of what I do. It's where those guys work, but it'll be broader ranging than that. Still a lot of fun. It's sometimes hard to organize these multiple episodes when you have more than one guest, but it's fun. It's worth the work. Jade, thanks for accumulating your questions. And we probably would have ran, run out of time anyway when we were doing our episode a while back there. So thanks for those questions. Thanks for your hard work. You remind me of some guys that used to work for me who were very versatile and did whatever whatever was helpful to accomplish our mission. Still a lot of good people in all the different industries. Again, thanks, Jade, for your loyalty to come see that is and to the hobby too. So hopefully as we all think we can make the pie bigger and make sure that people, when they come into the industry with my sponsors, with anybody that's in the industry, they have a positive experience and not walk away frustrated or gypped in some way. So here's the rest of my dueling questions with Jade. Again, thanks, Jade. Thanks everybody. Here it is. What's your take on first window type sellers or flippers? I, myself, I do breaks. I try to hold on to these guys, like some baseball prospects. And since I'm first window, I'll sell them when they get called up. I'll normally make something on them. It may not be what I could if they pan out. What's your take compared to a long-term holder? It's just a math problem. When you're in a bull market, the problem is not wanting to sell too soon. Things are generally going up. But we're in more of a mixed market now to where there's some hype early on. And if that hype dies down, then prospect ice cold. There's no substitute, Jade, for knowledge of the sport. I used to subscribe to Baseball America and anything else that was like that, that would talk about the minor leaguers and who the top prospects were for each organization and tracking with that. But even then, even if you were going to hold and you had a prospect that was very highly touted, it depends on when they're going to get their action, when they're going to get their exposure, their visibility. The big run-up can't happen until they have more visibility and they're more top of mind of some of the people. Even if somebody has one good day and there's a blip and you can flip it, uh, like I say, flipping it too soon or selling it too soon, even when you have that opportunity, that's just a different business model. And I'm Instead of hoping for the home runs, I'm going to hit singles. I think a lot of people can do that. Or you can be a power hitter and say, I'm going to save up these prospects and I'm going to be very aggressive with this particular player that I think has a chance to be something special or these couple of players, whatever it is. But I don't think you should do it randomly. Oh, definitely not. 
But again, just sports card insights. If somebody was a pitcher <laughs> and they <laughs> threw a no hitter, it's so rare that a pitcher is going to be widely collected. There, there are a few, but so the Strasburg hype. And exactly. That'd be a good example. That'd be a good example. So now you got to almost be a five tool player with speed, power, and hitting for average and throwing and somebody that's going to be exciting to watch that plays every day. And then you got Otani that's going to pitch every fifth day plus play. So knowing how long to hold on to something before you release it, if you've gotten it right at the beginning and you bought it right, it's both when you do the math. My worry is some people are not buying right. They're the second person to buy it. They didn't buy it right in the beginning. They bought it after the cases ran up and then they broke their own stuff or they got it at a much higher price. Now they're in it for way more than you would be. And they're going to have a different math problem because they've got more to lose because they're in it at a higher price. I always think it's good to get stuff as close to, you want to get a good deal when you're buying. And if you're buying the hottest thing, that's the latest thing that's really getting bid up. And that's probably what I'd want to be selling. Or at least holding, if something's going up real fast, how do you know, just like the stock market, you can't time the market usually. Even if you're right more often than wrong, the times you're wrong are going to haunt you. It's going to be ticking me off. But I have lots of regrets of things I sold too soon. I have to get used to it because since I do the first window, I have some Prout updates that I sold on Tom C the first week of release. Those are like not even $5 a piece. So probably 30 of them uh, just on Com C. So thank you for releasing them into, oh, yeah. into the hobby. But, uh, <laughs> but that's the challenge to figure out how long to hold. I'm a buy and hold guy, but you can't hold forever. You, you can't do it analytically. It's one player at a time. Just think, do I want to keep these Mike Trouts or not? And you already made money on them, but it, they have so much more to go up. But who could have thought in 09 or 2010 or something that he would have been a generational talent. Yeah, and that's what I don't understand know. is why people are paying trout prices Some, well, out because, the gate. Because so, lightning I mean, could strike twice. And I just think it almost always doesn't. It's probably a bad business strategy, except just like Las Vegas. You hear about the people that bet and came back as a winner, the people that messed up. They don't talk about it. Thanks, Jay. You go to shows sometimes? And you're going to go to the National? or I normally go to the National, sometimes with Tom C and other times just on my own. I was there last year, but I wasn't with Tom C this last one. Okay. I shouldn't tell Tim how to run his business, but I always thought it was in my best interest as the boss to have as many people go into the National as possible because you just can't, you can tell somebody about it, but if they've never been there, and mm-hmm. so I remember when they had that Houston National we just sent tons of people and they just went down for the day because it's a, a really cheap flight and they just came back starry-eyed. And so the new perspective, this was in the nineties, but you know. it's an experience Been going, I think since 2014, my first national. That's good. Yeah. Like I said, I'm retired now, so I don't have to do anything, but I like picking up cards that I haven't seen before. And then I, some of them are going to go to Com C and some of them go to my own collection. If it's a player that I like, a local guy, I just stash it away. But if it's somebody I don't care that much about, uh, does that go for modern as well? Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm modern. Going, okay. I've had all the vintage stuff. That's not going to be in dollar boxes. So it's more the newer stuff because I've seen all the older stuff mm-hmm. and I've either had it or could have had it. And some of that I've divested. So I'm not going to lose any sleep over that either, even though anything I sold there was sold too cheap. So I'm just, I'm dabbling. I'm having fun. I've turned it back into a hobby for myself.
I'll see you maybe in Chicago. And uh, I said, I'll kind of circulate around among the dollar boxes. <laughs> I walk around a little bit, but just camp out. So. Now, do you look at the backs of cards as well when you're going through? It's tough. To, it's like, tough if, here's the thing. I'm so tuned into it now that if you had to look at the front and back of every card, you'd be stuck at one table for the, yeah. for the show. And so I know which cards to flip over. So I don't okay. want to be... You can't flip them all over. You have to know that it that the distinguishing feature may be on the back. And I have missed a few. In fact, a guy picked out an SSP that I missed, and he was not making fun of me. But he said, "Hey, you missed one." And I should have known by the pose variation, but I was going so fast. I just and if you flip it over, it said SSP in the small inside the little circle there. So I can't win them all, but I'm not trying to corner the market. I'm just trying to have some fun going through. And but yeah, flipping them over, that's, gosh, that takes the fun out of it. I just want to go real fast. And then occasionally I think, oh, something on the back could be good. Are you looking at both sides? Yeah. When I'm going through dollar boxes, I'll definitely take a look at the backs just for parallel red back metal. Yeah. No, Heritage makes it a lot easier with it saying action and other short prints that they have or variations. Like I said, the other thing that I do is that if I'm staying with the dollar boxes, then and if I've been through a lot of them, then when I see something that I haven't seen, especially a card front, mm-hmm. then I know to consider it. I don't necessarily buy, but I give it more scrutiny. And if I get a discount, then I'll be even more aggressive. Depends on how well I know the dealer and how many cards I'm going to be pulling out. Yeah, it's still fun for me. The man in the house of cards. The man in the house of cards. The man in the house of cards is doing all right.